Morning. Are you guys awake? Awake na awake. Okay, so let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this day that you've given us. And Lord God, as we worship you and listen to your words, I pray, Lord God, that you will prepare our hearts so that our hearts will be ready, receptive to hear your words. And that every words, Lord God, that will be planted in our hearts will grow and it will bear much fruit. Thank you for each and every one of us that are here. We also pray for those who are not with us this morning. You know the reasons why they are not here. Father, I pray that you will reach out. Let them experience your love. Let them experience your power. Let them experience who you are. Father, I pray, Lord God, that as I preach your word, first of all, Lord, I will preach it to myself and to everybody, Lord God, and that, Lord, your words will not return to you void, but it will accomplish something. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. How are you guys? Good? Awesome. Awake? It's Christmas time. Amen. <clears throat> As we continue on the series of what? God's goodness. What else? Knowing God. Okay. I'd like to continue on that, on that theme this morning. And uh, we have been talking about what we have learned in the book of Daniel, chapter 11, verses 32, it says, They that know their God shall do great exploits. Okay? The only person who can do great exploits are those who know their God. In Hebrew, know means yada. Yada is seeing or experiencing yourself. You can never do great exploits unless you're able to experience who God is in your life. Amen? And we're now entering Christmas season. In fact, Christmas is just around the corner. And what's the very reason why we celebrate Christmas? The coming of Christ. You know, from time immemorial, God wants to have fellowship and intimacy with his people. God wants to live with mankind. God is not a creator that when he created man, he just went back to heaven and he just looked at us from time to time. No. When he created man, even in the Garden of Eden, he makes sure that he spends fellowship with his creation. But because of sin, that fellowship, that intimacy was broken. And because of that, God still planned to live among his people. That's why in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And further 
in the New Testament, in Matthew, it says that, Behold, the virgin shall be with the child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Are you not happy that God is with us? God is with us. On that Christmas morning, or in that Christmas evening, a virgin bore a son, and his name is Jesus. His name shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. God wanted to live with mankind. God wanted to spend time with you and me. Wherever we go, God wants to be with us. Look at the person next to you. He's not God. <laughs> but God is with him or with her. Amen? Amen? Wherever you go, God is everywhere. And this morning, we're going to talk about my favorite name of God, Jehovah Shama. Meaning, kashama shama natin si Lord. Because God is with us everywhere. God is omnipresent. What does omnipresent mean? Wherever you go, there is God. God is everywhere. Though physically, you don't see him. But the Bible says, when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, your body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. So wherever you go, God is in you. Say that to your neighbor, God is with you. Do you mean to say, even when you're sleeping, God is with me? Yes. David said that, you know, when I go to the heavens, you're there. When I go to the depths of the earth, you're there. Wherever I go, you're always there. He is our Jehovah Shama. Kashama Shama Natin Si Lord. Amen? You know, Hebrew has, uh, is actually congruent with our language Filipino. Kaya Jehovah Shama. Diba? Shama. Doon natin kinuha yung word na Shama. Tagalog, right? Okay? So God is with us. <clears throat> Have you ever experienced going through a problem in life? Bobby said no. Who among you here have a problem? Yung walang problema, you can stay after the service and I will pray for you. Okay? Those who have less problem also stay after the service so that we can pray for you to have more problems. Pero di ba when you become a Christian, all your problems are gone? Oh. The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them all. Contrary to what the prosperity teachers are saying, when you become a Christian, your problems are not erased. You go through certain situations in life. 
And this morning, we will learn, why are we going through things like that? What's the solution? What's the antidote? Okay? Because we have a Jehovah Shammah. I remember growing up when I was a kid. I, there are a lot of fears in my life. I was afraid of the dark. Okay, who among here are afraid of the dark? Okay. I'm afraid of uh, seeing a casket. Okay. I don't want to see the sign of the cross because for me, the cross represents cemetery. Okay? I'm afraid of that. And I remember when I was a kid, my playmates would even tease me if I don't agree with them. The Bombay will get you. <laughs> Do you know what the Bombay is? The one with turban. And they will tell me, the Bombay will put you inside the turban and will take you and bring you to India. Okay? So that was my mindset. There's always fear in me. And you know, as I grew up, God delivered me from, from these fears. However, I still struggle. Whenever I see a needle, I, you know what, I would pass out. <laughs> there was a time, I remember I was hospitalized at, uh, back then at St. Luke's. Uh, they told me that they're going to get some blood samples from me. So I said, okay, not a problem. What I did was I locked my door, okay, and then I went inside the restroom. And when the vampire came knocking on my door, I said, uh, I'm not yet ready. I was inside the restroom for more than an hour because I'm afraid them to take blood samples from me. I'm afraid of blood. I'm afraid of needles. And the, the thought of going to the hospital actually makes me uncomfortable. Some of you have the same fear as I, fear as I am, I have. We have different kinds of fear. Some of us are afraid of ants. Some of us are afraid of spiders. Pastor Danny is afraid of spider? Okay. Worse is, we are afraid of our wives. You know, in the Philippines, there is uh, an organization, they call it UHAW. Okay? It's the union of husbands afraid of their wives. <laughs> but they're not from CCF. Okay. So everyone has, you know, we have our different, faith, uh, different fears in life. You know, one day, the disciples were with Jesus. I know these disciples were with Jesus every day of the week. But there was a time that they too were afraid. It doesn't mean that when you become a Christian, you don't get afraid anymore. Right? What is fear? Fear is not matapang ako. No. Fear for me, is the absence of God. 
And courage is the presence of God in your life. Now, allow me to share with you. What happened to you, soldier? Well, there was this movie, and there were all these monsters. And then I had to go to bed. And the monsters were in my room, and it was scary. You know, once I was on this boat with my friends. afraid of monsters you know sometimes when you watch too much scary movies right I remember when I was a kid I watched this Frankenstein movie where they cut the head and put it in a basin and then they would transfer it to another body and then the head would just talk okay and I think that was one of the reasons why I had phobia with seeing dead people when I was a kid but anyway, you saw in the video clip that the disciples were with Jesus. Okay, and then the storms came and Jesus calmed the storm. Let me show it to you, the word of God. So the topic for this morning is Jesus is in the boat. Okay, God is omnipotent. Allow me to read from the word of God. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. If you have your Bibles with you, I want you to open your Bibles. <clears throat> and if not, it's going to be on the screen. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crown behind, they took, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats 
with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The disciples experience a squall. What is a squall? Squall is an immediate storm. It is a storm that they are, were not able to forecast. It, is act, it actually happens normally when, when the water is surrounded by mountains. And Jesus one day told the disciples, let us go over to the other side. And the, the history in Mark chapter 4, Jesus has been preaching, and you know, he was so tired. Okay, and then he told his disciples, let us go over. So what he did was, he went to the bow of the, of the boat and went to sleep. He had the cushion with him. And immediately, a storm came and everybody was so afraid because even though they are professional fishermen, they know the characteristic of how to handle the storm because they've been in other storms before, but this time they were so terrified. They were so terrified. You know, one of the things that I learned from this passage is that storms are inevitable. Nobody is exempted from storm. Some of us are experiencing relational storm. Some of us may be experiencing financial storm in our lives. Some of us may be experiencing a death in a family. Some of us may even be experiencing some career storm in our lives. I have my own storm. I don't know what storm you're going through right now. But storm is something that we just can't predict. It comes. Whether you are rich, whether you are poor, no matter what race you are, you are not exempted from the storm. Am I talking sense? Nobody here can say, I'm exempted from the storm. Whether you are guapo or pangit, you experience storm. Whether you are a professional, or just a housewife, or even a student, you experience storm in your life. When your grades are going down, isn't that a storm? When your friends are turning their backs on you, isn't that a storm? And then when you get home, what happens? Your mom would 
starts calling you and interrogates you as if they are like Jack Bauer. Like, isn't that a storm? When you are sick and the doctor said you have six months to live, isn't that a storm? When you go to your office and you see your boss who's always nakasimangot, isn't that a storm? All of us go through certain storms in our lives. Varying degree. And you know, as you grow older, a lot of these storms just level up. When you were a kid, you don't have money, you need a dollar. For you, that's a storm. When you start working, you need a hundred dollars, that's a storm. When you become a professional, you need a thousand dollars or even a million dollars, that is a storm. But the biggest storm is when you're already a professional and you still need a dollar, that's a problem. Because as we go through life, storms vary and it levels up. But they are all storms. Right? Where are these storms coming from? You know, when studying the book of John, Jonah, not Jonah Lucero, studying the book of Jonah gives me an impression that there are three sources of storms. The first one is possibly the consequence of sin. We experience storms because of sin. We have done wrong. The second one is possibly the wrong decisions that we make. And third, I would say, because of God's sovereign will. The storm that the disciples went through that day, for me, was because of God's sovereign will. Remember, prior to that, to that incident, Jesus was teaching them about the parable of the sower. And you know, Jesus, when he teaches his disciples, he has a huge whiteboard. And I think this is part of it. So storms come, whether we like it or not. And nobody is exempted from the storms that we go through. And when we go through storms, oftentimes, Fear creeps in. Right? When you go through storms, fear would creep in. You become afraid of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen in 2015. Am I still going to maintain my job? Oh, there's going to be a reorganization in our company. There's going to be a merging of two companies. Am I still going to maintain my job? Oh, in 2015, the mortgage of my house will already mature. Am I still going to have this, this house? Oh, in 2015, I have this, I have that. Fear of the unknown. Sometimes we become afraid because of disappointments. 
Sometimes we get afraid because of, of sickness, the pain. I always feel this pain in my head. God, I might have cancer. Fear. Anybody in fear right now? I have my own fears. And because of the storms that we go through, fear oftentimes creeps in. Or ako lang yun. Fear creeps in. The sad part is, some of us are afraid to get failures in life. And because we're afraid to fail, what happened? It inhibits us from moving forward. You know, fear is something that, that stops us from doing the destiny that God has given for us. Because we're afraid to fail. Fear is unpleasant. It's not good. And sometimes when fear is not attended to, what happens? It becomes a phobia. Now, from the story that we read, we see that Jesus was on the boat. Unfortunately, he was sleeping. Just imagine yourself. You were with the disciples. You were in the boat. And the storms would come. Sino sa inyo nakakita ng storm? Wala. Okay, all of you have experienced go through storms, right? Do you know what a storm is? Bagyo. We just had a storm. We just had a mini storm in the U.S. last week, right? Mini, kasi yung patak-patak na ulan dito, storm na eh. Okay? But this storm that they're talking about, it's, it's a furious storm. In fact, the boat is about to capsize. Everybody was afraid. Their boss, Jesus, was with them. Yay! But Jesus was sleeping. Jesus was sleeping. I can just imagine, probably Jesus was snoring also, right? Right! Because Jesus was 100% human. He was tired. And when you're really tired, your wife snores, right? I don't. Okay? Jesus was with them in the boat. Unfortunately, Jesus was snoring. Did you experience go through a storm and when you pray, you felt that God was not around? Or when you pray, your prayer is just up to the ceiling? And as if God is so silent, He's not responding to you? Did you experience that? 
Did you experience that all your prayers have not been answered? Tahimik ang bayan. Yes? Oh, ako lang yun. You know, I'm glad that, you know, God doesn't answer all my prayers. Because if God answered all my prayers, siguro nasa showbiz pa rin ako ngayon. Ayun, nagising kayo bigla. Sige, mag-joke time na lang tayo. <laughs> But you know, oftentimes when we go through the storm, and God, where are you in the storm? I remember Mayor Duterte said in an interview, God, where were you when Yolanda hit our province? God, where were you when I'm sick? When I was sick? God, where were you during the divorce? I've been calling. God, where are you? You didn't even bother to show up. And because of that, some of us are mad at God. Where is God? He's in the boat, sleeping, snoring. The winds were furious and the boat was about to capsize. Where is God? You know, one of the things I, I just, the impression that I have from the verse that we read is that during the storms, the disciples have been doing their best to stabilize the boat. Right? When you are in the boat with the disciples, I can just imagine all hands on deck. Brother Romy, you, you go boating from time to time. When the boat is, when there's a storm, the wind is strong, what happens? All the crew are on deck. Everybody's on deck. I remember when I was traveling from Cebu to Bantayan, we were riding that, 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 that uh, boat. It's a huge boat. Okay. We, it happened that sa Pilipinas, the Coast Guard said, okay, all the boats should stay on port. But what happened? Nagpumilit. From Bantayan, we were going back to Cebu. So there was a furious storm. Okay, the storms were, you know, higher than the boat. Everybody's wearing life jacket. People were throwing up. All hands on deck. I can just imagine, this is what the disciples were doing. All hands are on deck. You know, when you are in the storm, And every time you do things on your own, what happens? The more that you will drown. Jesus was in the boat, unfortunately, sleeping. You know, those of you who have children, when children experience some form of danger, 
what does the child do? They run to their parents, right? They would embrace their parents. They would embrace the legs of their father or even their mother. Why? Because they wanted to feel safety. Okay? When children experience danger, what do they do? They make lambing to their parents. When the disciples were in that storm, what did they do? They ran to Jesus. And what did they do? Master, Master, wake up. Don't you care that we drown? If you were Jesus, ang sarap ng tulog mo. And then all of a sudden, somebody will wake you up. Master! Master! Hindi sinabi, Master, Jesus, wake up. I can just imagine probably ni yung panila si Jesus. Jesus! Jesus! Help! Siguro batukan na nila si Jesus eh. Peter, if you were one of the disciples. Oh, you're one of the disciples, right? <laughs> and then you see Jesus sleeping on the boat and the boat was about to capsize. How will you wake up Jesus? Siguro na iinis ka? You're upset? You're, you know, you're going to wake him up? Anong klaseng master ito? We're drowning. Andun siya tulog. Walang pakialam. Jesus, don't you care? And sometimes in our prayer, God, don't you care? My son is still hooked up into drugs. Don't you care? God, don't you care that we're going to have a divorce? God, don't you care? God, manhid ka ba? And you know, that was my, you know, that, that was my, my, my concept of God before. That when God created man, he went back to heaven. He has a small window in heaven looking at us and he's happy whenever we go through storms in life. That's why when I was in college, I hated God. Not only that I have not experienced living with my parents and I have not experienced that love from my parents, I have not experienced the love from God. That was my concept. And God, when he created us, he was just up there. And he enjoys our suffering. God, don't you care? Lord, don't you care? Maririmata na yung bahay? God, don't you care? Instead of the disciples going to Jesus, instead of the disciples finding safety, with Jesus. 
Siguro si Jesus na alimpungatan. Right? Ikaw ba naman ang sarap ng tulog mo? You were dreaming of white Christmas and all of a sudden, gigisingin ka. Don't you care? Wala kang pakialam? Sinisigawan ka? Just imagine that. You know, Jesus was 100% human and he was so tired and exhausted. He was so tired and exhausted. But Jesus was sleeping. He was 100% human. He is showing us that when you are in the Father's love, amidst the storm, you can still snore and sleep. Amidst the storm around you, in Psalms it says, I can sleep in peace. There's a Sunday school song. Naalala ko lang. With Christ in my vessel, I can smile at the storm. Sing with me. Smile at the storm. Smile at the storm. With Christ in my vessel, I can smile at the storm until He leads me home. Sailing, I'm sailing home. Sailing, I'm sailing home. With Christ in my vessel, I can smile at the storm until He leads me home. By the way, I'll be leading the worship service on next Sunday. <laughs> so if you want to come, uh, join, join me in singing with Christ in my vessel. So with Christ in my vessel, we can smile at the storm. Smile at the storm. Yes, Christian life, there's a lot of problems. But amid the problems, the troubles, the storms that we are in, we can still smile at the storm because we know that God is loving. God is with us in the vessel. Amen? Amen? Amen. That's the difference between Christians and non-Christians. In fact, when you're a Christian, sabi nga sa Bible, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them all. Christian life is a bed of roses. But don't forget, there are thorns together with the roses. Amen? So when they woke up Jesus, what did Jesus do? Jesus come the storm. I can just imagine, you know, when you watch 
movies about the miracles of Jesus. Probably when they woke up Jesus, imagine you ba nung ginising si Jesus? Sinabi ni Jesus, Oh, disciples, thank you for waking me up. Remember, Jesus was 100% human. He was tired. Ginising siya. Tapos he was still accused, don't you care? Tapos si Jesus tatayo pa. Oh, hello, what's going on? No. Probably si Jesus na limpungatan. Ikaw pa namang gisingin ka, tapos si accused ka, don't you care? Tapos sabihin pa ni Jesus, be still, still. No! Probably Jesus stood up with a strong voice. Be still! And the winds and the waves obey His voice. You know, God is not very much interested in our comfort, but rather the change that happens in our life. God is more concerned about our character. God is more concerned on the learnings that we have as we go through the storm. And when Jesus come, the waves, and when he come, the winds, they obeyed him. Be still. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. You know, when, when storms come, God does not panic. Pag nawalan ka ng trabaho, God is not up there in heaven, nagpapanik. Oh, what happened? I didn't know that it will come. No. God knows every step. Because the Bible says, the steps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. God knows when we are going to go through a storm in life. God knows that. Whatever storm you are going through right now, big, small, medium size, large size, mini size, or whatever it is, God is always there. In the book of Isaiah, it says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a banner against him. When the storm of life would come in like a flood, like a raging flood, like a tsunami, the Bible said that the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against the enemy. Because God is going to deliver us. Amen? It also says in 1 Peter chapter 5 by 7, Since God cares for you, let him carry all your burdens and worries. The more we struggle to do things our way, the more it's going to be difficult for us. So whatever burdens you are going through right now, 
whatever storm you are going through right now, give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Nakakita na ba kayo ng who among you here have flown or nakaskay sa aeroplano? Or sino sa inyo nakakita ng aeroplano? Kahit picture man lang ng aeroplano. Di ba when you board the plane, pagpasok mo, what's the first thing they ask you to do? Seatbelt. Pagpasok mo, they will ask you to put your luggages on the overhead bin or under the seat. Di ba? And if your luggages will not fit the overhead bin or under the seat, what do they do? They confiscate it and they check in the luggage, right? When you are with Jesus, it's going to be funny that when you ride the airplane, you will have all your luggages, galing ka ng Pilipinas or galing ka ng Amerika, bitbit mo, balikbayan, nasa lap mo yung balikbayan box. Don't you think it's going to be funny? Have you seen a person like that? No. And you know what? A lot of Christians, when they board the plane with Jesus, instead of giving all the burden, their loads to Jesus, or putting it on the overhead bin, I'd like to help Jesus. Because He is too busy. Or probably Jesus does not know what I'm going through right now. I will just put it on my lap. Right? There are Christians who are like that. Instead of giving all their cares and their worries to Jesus, what happens? They want to carry their load. That load is not yours. That belongs to Him. Because when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, not only did He pay for your sins and mine, but He also paid for your sicknesses. He also paid for your burdens. That's why He came to this earth. Give them all to Jesus. Are you having problems with relations? Your boyfriend broke up with you. Give that problem to Jesus. Is your wife threatening to divorce you? Give that problem to Jesus. Are you not able to pay the bills? Give them all to Jesus. Are we having problems with work? Give them to Jesus.
turn to your neighbor and say, give them all to Jesus. Jesus is in the boat with you. He knows everything what you're going through right now. Psalms 118 verse 6, it says, God's now at my side and I'm not afraid. Who would dare lay a hand on me? If God is with you, Nobody can be against you. Takot lang nila. Takot lang nila. I remember when I was a kid. You know, kids, they would fight sometimes. And, uh, <coughs> nung bata kasi ako, matangkad ako eh. <laughs> matangkad ako nung bata ako. And you know, I would I love to play with people who are smaller than me so that you know I can more or less bully them. Right? Lalaro kami no ng Holen. Okay, alam niyo yung Holen. Jolens, right? So ang ginagawa ko, I would bully them. And one of these kids, he cried. Susumbong kita sa tatay ko. Sabi ko, pakialam po sa tatay mo. Tatay ko, pulis. O sige, ito na, ito na, ito na. <laughs> you know, when the enemy attacks you, who is your dad? My dad is God. If God is with you, no one, nobody, even your wife or even your husband, they cannot be against you. Okay? Jeremiah 23 verse 24. Look at this. Am I a God anyone can hide from? Do I not see what happens in secret? Am I not everywhere feeling heaven and earth. There's no secret that you can hide from God. Anywhere God can see us. Because God is with us. Amen? 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 Are you convinced that God is everywhere? Yes. Aren't you glad that we have a Jehovah Shama who is always Kashaka Shama with us? <laughs> God is always there. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
fear not. Fear not. As we live 2014, let's remember the good things that God has showed on us. And as we move forward 2015, there will be a lot of predictions for 2015. You know, towards end of the year, you will hear a lot of these feng shui experts. You will hear a lot of these fortune tellers predict what's going to be, what's going to happen in 2015. And this is my prediction. God said in 2015, fear not. For I am with you. It's not a prediction. That's what's going to happen because that's what the Bible said. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your, your God. I remember, uh, I know of a girl, of a lady. She's big. But you know, she's afraid of spiders. One time, she's actually looking at me. One time, she went inside the restroom. And there was a spider inside the restroom. Okay? She ran out and said, Dad, Dad, Dad! Oh, what happened? There's a spider inside the restroom. You know, for heaven's sake, the spider is only as big as this. And you're big? No way. Whatever your problem is in life, you have a big, great God. Amen? Come on, give a clap offering to the Lord. You know, I like this verse in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Sometimes when you look at the future, it looks scary. It looks bleak. But the Bible says, do not be afraid. For the Lord your God is with you. This is a promise of God to all of us. Are you, go are you facing some major decisions in life next year? Don't be afraid to step out in faith because the Lord, your God, is going to be with you. Do you foresee major struggle in 2015? Don't be afraid. The Lord, your God, is going to be with you. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever 
you go. You know, if you will go through all the verses in the Bible that speaks about God's presence in our lives, we will not be able to finish the whole day. Because there are about 360-something plus promises in the Bible assuring us of God's presence with us. And there are about 1,000 plus verses talking about being afraid or fear. And the Lord is telling us right now, don't be afraid for I am going to be with you wherever you go.